vulnerable, we're sensitive, and we're complicated people too. So many people rolled into one. We contain so much, so much creativity, so much energy, so many contradictions. So much confusion, so much clarity, so many moments of faith and fear, so many different characters live within us, all looking for love. What's going on, y'all? What's going on? What's going on, y'all? Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me on this amazing, amazing journey known as the Velvet Rope Season 1. This is the Season 1 finale, the 10th and final episode of the season. Not the entire podcast. There will be more to come. After this season, we will be doing, and I always say we because I include you guys because you guys are part of you know, my podcast. And without you guys as my listeners, I have nothing. <clears throat> so, uh, I am on Facebook Live right now. Shout out to everyone watching on Facebook. What's up, y'all? Um, it took me a minute to decide, you know, what I wanted to talk about and me starting this podcast. Um, it came to me with an idea and I decided, you know what, I should do a podcast because I've listened to many different podcasts and I love talking to people and I love talking about stuff. And why not give my opinions on things that I watch, things that I read, games that I play, fashion that I'm into. And next season, I'll definitely be incorporating, you know, more topics about fashion and movies and music and um, expanding my Facebook uh, page for the podcast posting different pictures and stuff that I'm talking about. And um, I said, you know what? What better way to end this first season with um, discussing one of the great entertainers in the music business that have, she's been around, oh gosh, for so, so long. You know, we all know who she is. She comes from a famous family. Her brother, you know, Michael Jackson is, was, and still is one of the greatest entertainers we have in the music industry, in the entertainment industry. You know, she has numerous of awards and accolades, sold out world tours. She's currently doing a residency here in Vegas. She's on break right now, and she's actually doing a festival in London, I believe, or Sweden, um, <clears throat> as part of her... Uh, metamorphosis uh residency and then she'll be back here in july and i plan on seeing her in august she is none other than the only the one the only the legendary the incomparable janet demita joe jackson baby oh let me tell y'all 
the way I want to start this podcast off with, you know, that intro you heard is from the Demita Joe album called Looking for Love. And it's true. You know, her music has inspired so many people. It's inspired so many artists, individuals like myself through her music. You know, we use her music as a guide through our daily lives. It helps us with our emotions of what we're going through, you know, and we get a peek inside her life. Because she's always said constantly her albums are her journals. Because as a child, she could never keep a journal. And I can say I've had the chance to see her artistry, her magic, twice in concert. When I tell y'all, you ain't been to a Janet show, you missing out. Because the bitch is bad. Like... From the time those house lights go down, the crowd is going ape shit because we know what's about to go down. Like, we know greatness has entered the stage. The band starts, the dancers go, and we see this five foot two lady with so much power and presence on stage. And just, oh, you're just in awe. Like, I can say the last time I saw her was here at um, in Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay. And it was actually a week after, um, no, two weeks, excuse me, two weeks after um, the uh, 1 October shooting. And, you know, the vibe was very tense at first because, you know, it we were at, you know, the area where it happened. And she did a lovely, you know, silence tribute to the victims. And at the end of the show, you know, she raised her fist and she said, Vegas strong. And I mean, the the whole place, including myself, erupted in a roar. And <clears throat> it was amazing. And I've been a huge Janet fan since I was a kid. I remember the very first album I ever listened to by Janet was The Velvet Rope. And it's one of her most personal albums. And it's one of my favorite, actually. One of my favorite albums. <clears throat> and listening to that album and then discovering the great catalog of music that she has from, let's start back from the beginning, actually. From the Janet Jackson album to Dream Street to Control to Rhythm Nation to the sexy, sultry Janet album, to um, Velvet Rope, to All For You, to 20YO, to Demita Joe, to Discipline. Actually, no, let me back up. Let me back up. It was All For You, then Demita Joe, and then 20YO, and then it was Discipline. And then she kind of went away for a while, and we didn't hear nothing from her. And we're like, okay, Janet, what's up with the music, baby? Like, damn, we need some new music. Like, I know for one, I was one. I was like, okay, I need some. I need my girl to come back and, you know, give me some life here, you know? And 2015 rolled around, 2016, and she finally dropped, you know, No Sleep. Cool, sultry track. You know what I'm saying? The track you can just cha-cha to, you know, chill and relax, be with your boo. And then, uh, you know, she dropped the Unbreakable album, which to me was like Velvet Rope mixed with Rhythm Nation 2.0. Because it talked about, you know, social issues, but also giving us a peek on how she felt. And, you know, she also gave an insight on 
how she's dealing with Michael's death because, you know, she said to this day, you know, it's still hard for her to listen to Michael's music and, you know, watch his music videos. Because when you're close with a sibling like that, especially of that caliber, you know, it's hard to look at stuff and look at their works because it brings up so many emotions because they're not here anymore and that's all you have left. It's just these music videos, these music and your memories with them and these pictures, you know, so it gets hard. But <clears throat> let's backtrack with her, you know, coming, being born in Gary, Indiana on May 16th, 1966. Yes, I know her birthday. I'm a huge Janet fan. Just like some of y'all motherfuckers are Beyonce Beehive fans and y'all think Beyonce is God. I'm like that for Janet, but I don't think she's God. I don't think she's paying my bills, but. You know, Janet is like the queen. She is she is queen. Okay, y'all can say Beyonce is queen B. I know I'm gonna get some flack on this, but I don't care. Y'all can say Beyonce is queen B, but before Beyonce, there was Janet. Okay, let's get that straight. Okay, so you know, living in L.A. in Sino, California, at at the you know compound, she started in the business so early, like age of seven. Performed with her brothers. And her and Randy were, were particularly close growing up. You know, just as she was with Michael and the rest of her family members. You know, she was the baby. You know, she's the baby out of, you know, 10 kids. Because they did have a stillborn child. Um, That was, I believe it was Randy's twin. Or Marlon's. I believe it was Randy. And, you know, she initially didn't want to be a singer. You know, she wanted to be a lawyer. She wanted to study business law. And I think she would have been a great lawyer, to be honest, if she wasn't a singer. But life has a weird way of working out. And it's a good thing, you know, she did become a singer because through her music, she has helped so many people. And we're going to get into that in a minute. So, you know, the first two albums, they produce relatively, <coughs> excuse me, y'all, relatively good singles. You know, weren't really mega chart toppers until she got with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis of the time. The band, The Time, with Morris Day and Prince, you know, and The Revolution. And her father, you know, many people who know Janet, know about Janet's music and stuff, y'all know this story. You know, her father came to Jimmy and Terry and said, you know, I know you guys are from Minneapolis and Prince is from Minneapolis. I don't want my daughter sounding like Prince. And they're like, no, 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 no. She's not. She's going to have her own sound, her own style. You know, everything is going to be cool. So, you know, they told her, you know, when she first got there, she was but 18. You know, she was a baby. And, you know, they took her around town. They went to the movies. They went to the club, you know. And so she was like, you know, when are we going to start recording the album? And Jimmy and Terry were like, well, we already are. You know, the stuff you're talking about. They wrote down the stuff she was talking about. And hence came the song Control. You know, it talked about how she wanted to be on her own. She wanted to live her own life. She wanted to be her own person. You know, she necessarily didn't want to rule the world she just want to run her life because her being the baby you know she's always looked at as a little girl and the song the way the song nasty came about was she was at a club and jimmy and terry were on the other side of the club or somewhere in the club and they left her alone and she was like why did you guys leave me you know these boys were up to me came up to me and they were just saying some nasty things and just being real nasty hence the song nasty and a little tidbit, the first song they actually recorded was He Doesn't Even Know That I'm Alive. And they were trying to figure out what their first single was going to be from that album. And When I Think of You was the first single. And it was a chart topper. But 
the two songs that skyrocketed, you know, her career was the songs Control and Nasty. Actually, actually, it was three songs, Control, Nasty, and What Have You Done For Me Lately? Because so many young girls could relate to that to those three songs. Whether you were trying to be, you know, showing your parents you were independent, hence Control, or you had some dudes that always trying to come up to you and just spit some whack-ass game and trying to call you baby and the infamous tagline, you know, no, my first name ain't baby. It's Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. So many women to this day. My mama even uses that line where she says, you know, no, my first name ain't baby, you know, and yada, 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 if you're nasty. And what have you done for me lately spoke to, you know, how and it, and her music relates to guys and girls, you know, and, and, and you know, both sides of the spectrum. Where if you dating somebody and they're saying, you know, oh, I do this for you. I do that for you and all this stuff. It's like, well, what you did for me lately? You know what I'm saying? Everything's so picture king. And, you know, you ought to be thankful for the little things. But little things are all you seem to give. <laughs> I mean, she just came up. This tongue, her and Jimmy and Terry came up with these tongue-in-cheek lines that are just hilarious. And... You know, when they started the process, they saw the success of Control. They were like, okay, we got to pump out another album because people want more. They want more from her. And so, you know, and let me just say, everybody watching on Facebook Live, if you're listening, this episode is all about, you know, my idol, my queen, my favorite entertainer is someone who I look up to so much, who inspires me so much in so many ways as far as dance and music and even this podcast. We're talking about Janet Jackson, y'all. Get into it. So, hence came the time to start recording another album. The record label was like, let's call it Control 2. And Janet was like, let's not. You know, I see what's going on in the world with the social issues. You know, and this is the late 80s where AIDS and drugs were running rampant. And a lot of homelessness and, you know, with homelessness with families and children and violence and and kids dropping out of school. Henceforth came Rhythm Nation, one of her most powerful and still to this day powerful and relevant. That music is still relevant. Rhythm Nation to this, it speaks to... The social economic status of today, state of the world, the knowledge. So many kids have gone back to school in that time era because of the knowledge inspired them. I remember watching a story uh, about these two girls who dropped out of school and they went back to school, got their diplomas, went to a Janet concert and gave them, gave her uh, their tassels, their diploma tassels, graduation tassels, excuse me. And they were saying because of the knowledge it inspired them to go back to school and get the diploma. And that shows you how powerful music is, you know, in the social spectrum and how it can influence a generation. And, you know, as time went on, you know, Janet ventured off into other areas. You know, she wanted to venture into acting. And we've seen her act, you know, when she was a kid, you know, on Good Times as Penny. You know, the young abusive child who had a huge crush on J.J. And then as she got older, you know, a teenager, Charlene on different strokes and Cleo on fame. 
you know. But as an adult, you know, her first major film role was the John Singleton movie Poetic Justice, which came out right after Boys in the Hood and Higher Learning. And, you know, that made her a megastar in the acting world because it proved, you know, not only could she sing and dance, but she can act. You know, show the different side to herself. And during that movie, during the process, you know, hence came forth what I call the Grown and Sexy album, the Janet album. And that album cover, you know, all you see is her face and you see the title Janet. And, you know, she got the curly locks. But if y'all remember, the Rolling Stones cover is still iconic because it's her hands above her head. And I'll post it on the Facebook page. Her hands above her head. And her then boyfriend at the time, could have been her husband too, Renee could have, they could have been married already, had his hands cupping her breasts and covering up her breasts. So y'all remember that cover because Tiana Taylor redid that cover, um, Kermit and Miss Piggy redid that cover. Like that's how iconic it is, the Muppets redid that cover, okay? It's hilarious. And um, I call it the Grown and Sexy album because... There's so many good tracks on that album, and it showed Janet was not, you know, no longer a little girl. She was a grown woman, and she's talking about grown woman things. She's talking about sex. She's talking about love. She's talking about relationships on a whole nother level. She's even talking about, you know, having fun, you know, even giving a nod to the gay community because the song on that album, Throb, is a club banger. And it is so well known in the LGBT community. And she does it. She's done it on the Janet tour, the Velvet Rope tour, the State of the World tour. I believe the Unbreakable tour. And she does it in Metamorphosis. And it's one song that, you know, you can just let your hair down and just cut loose. And one of my favorite songs off that entire album and my favorite Janet song, period, is If. And I'm going to play that in just a second. And as a matter of fact, we're going to take a short little break. And we're going to play that song. Because I want y'all to hear this song. Because baby, when I tell you that song is the biz naive, as Scrappy would say. That is the biz naive. And I'm going to play the extended dance mix for y'all. So y'all can get into it, all right? So I'm about to play that track, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk more about the Janet album and one of her, one of my favorite music videos by her, 24 play, where she uh, plays Dorothy Dandridge, all right? So we're going to talk about that in a second, all right? So stay tuned.
All right, y'all. All right. I know I said I was going to play the extended mix, but technical difficulties couldn't add it. So I went ahead and did the regular mix. And um, so, like I said, that was one of my favorite tracks, you know, by Janet If. And, you know, that video, very futuristic for its time because it was almost like FaceTime in a way. And if y'all ain't seen the video, y'all need to go see it because the infamous dance break is iconic. And um, it really talks about like a dominatrix type sex, you know, because she's saying, you know, if I was your girl, all the things I do to you, I'd make you call out my name. I ask who it belongs to. So, you know, when you hear something like that, it's like, oh, OK. OK, Janet, making me clutch my pearls. <laughs> But that was actually the second single off the album because the first album she wanted she wanted to do go a different direction. She didn't want to come out you know guns blazing dance track you know boom 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 you know she didn't want to do a dance track. She wanted to give y'all something different, and um, so she did. Uh, That's the way love goes. A cool laid back kicky kind of track you know, and. Um, it was different for her, but it was well, it was well received. And then once If came out, the album, you know, got even more popular. And then she came out with, uh, you know, one of her well-known sex, sexy slow tracks, Anytime, Anyplace, where again, she talked about how, you know, she want to get down and dirty. Anytime, anyplace, you know. And uh, even R. Kelly, ugh. Made a remix to it. It's a good remix. You know, he ain't singing on the track, thank the Lord. Or otherwise, I couldn't listen to it. Um, you know, he made a remix to the track. And it was cool. And, you know, but you know what? Let me backtrack. Rhythm Nation. Rhythm Nation, that tour in Japan sold out in seven minutes. Highest selling tour in Japan history ever. Michael didn't even do that. So it's like Janet kind of beat him on that. But back to this Janet album. The Janet World Tour, huge success. You know, she even flew her crew, her dancers, her band to Hawaii to rehearse. Like, that's the coolest boss. We going to Hawaii to rehearse for this tour and we can chill and relax. Woo! You know, and for the longest, you know, her choreographer was, you know, Tina Landon. Hey, Tina. Amazing choreographer. She's choreographed for, you know, Christina Aguilera. Whole bunch of people, but she's always known to choreograph for Janet because she came up with that inf that the famous Janet if routine, and you know after and then when she was doing the Janet album, she was signed to Virgin uh, Records, and at that time she was the highest paid female ever, an eighty million dollar contract, and people were fighting for her to get on their record label, and Virgin snagged her, and you know at the time of the Janet album. In the Janet tour, she um, did something that we were waiting for so long with Michael. And y'all know what I'm talking about. They recorded the, the famous track, Scream. The famous duet. Until this day, it is still the highest video. Highest video to be made. Like the most expensive video to be made ever. As a matter of fact, we're going to look up the uh, the facts on this video. Hold on, y'all. Scream. 
Here we go. Alright. Alright. So let's see here. Screen music video. It was choreographed by Tina Landon, Travis Payne, LaBelle Smith Jr., and uh, Sasha Lukashenko. <coughs> and directed by Mark Romnick. And uh, Michael didn't create the concept. He left it to, you know, the director to do it. And he came up with um, a pretty cool idea. And, you know, it was basically, you know, very futuristic on a spacecraft with him and Janet. And they used a lot of, you know, technology. And Janet herself takes on like a darker tone. And the video itself, I believe, cost... Uh, da, 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 da. Come on, y'all. Where is it? Oh, why doesn't it tell me? Oh, Lord, really? Hang on, y'all. Technical difficulties, y'all. I'm trying to get these facts together. You know, I like to have my facts. Uh, screen music video. Cost. There we go. Alright. So, at the time, it was the most expensive video ever. With a budget of $7 million. Or, in 2015, it became its cost. It's well known to be $10,834,025. Starting in six of the top 50 most expensive music video. So let's see how much it is in today's standards in 2019. That doesn't say actually. Hold on, y'all. I'm getting it. 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 Yeah. It was still the highest though. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's still the highest. So <clears throat> with that you know, she also released her first of two greatest hits albums. The first one was Design of a Decade. And, you know, we got to hear two new tracks by her, Runaway, which was very whimsical and, you know, very carefree and loving and fun. And then 24 Play, again, it's about love. You know, because she talks about sex, but she also talks about love, you know, because people forget there's a difference. And um, <clears throat> in the 24 play music video, she uh, plays Dorothy Dandridge, you know, the great music uh, movie actress who did Carmen Jones, Malaga, um, Panama High, you know, and uh, it just shows her as Dorothy Dandridge, you know, being recorded by her lover, her boyfriend, and she's signing autographs, and she's going on the plane, she's in the hotel, she's at photo shoots. Very beautiful music video. It's in shot in black and white. So gorgeous. Oh my God. So from there, um, she took some time and recorded the Velvet Rope album in 97. And during that time, she was battling a lot of demons um, with depression and um, mainly depression and self-body image issues. You know, she she didn't like what she saw and, 
you know, even in her book, True You, she even talks about, you know, how she would bang her head up against the wall and how she hated her smile. She thought her smile was like the Joker. And if you look at all her pictures of her smiling, she has such a beautiful smile, so gorgeous. And for the longest time, she hated being photographed. You know, she said that in the uh, one of the photo shoots she was doing for her Discipline album, she said, you know, she hates being photographed. She said she's in the wrong profession. And it's like... She's so beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. Who wouldn't love to photograph Janet Jackson? Like, ah, oh, the girl is like a goddess. <laughs> but the Velvet Rope, you know, like I said, one of my favorite albums. And it's one of her most personal albums because she talks about a lot of stuff she's never talked before, talked about before on an album. She talks about love. She talks about sex. She even speaks about bisexuality, you know, doing a cover version of Rod Stewart's songs, Tonight's Night. And even talking about a little bit of bondage and sadomasochism with Rope Burn. And one of the songs on the album, you know, it's it's always weird for me to say it's my favorite because it talks about spousal abuse and domestic violence, the song What About? And I'm going to play that in a minute. And I want you guys to hear how powerful that song is. But she also talks about, you know, on the album, having fun with her friends. You know, the song Go Deep. And then, um, again, a nod to the LGBT community, Free Zone. You know, in the, in, the, in the song, she says, boy meets girl, boy loses girl, girl gets cute, cute boy back. Boy meets boy, boy loses boy, boy gets cute boy back. Girl meets girl, girl loses girl, girl gets cute girl back. Girl meets boy, girl loses boy, girl gets cute girl back. You know, and she always says one rule, no rules. One love, free zone. And she always says love your sister, love your brother, love yourself. And it's so true because you have to love yourself. You know, like RuPaul said, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Okay. Um... That album, like I said, is one of my favorites. And even the tour, it's like a Cirque du Soleil-esque <clears throat> type of tour. Very whimsical. You know, it has its uh, elements of, um, you know, seriousness. But that was the first time, too. We actually saw them abs, honey. Janet was known for them rock hard abs, baby. Like, damn. And, um, you know... We saw quite a bit of transformation, like with Janet. You always see, like the one thing I notice about Janet, and I love about Janet, that girl be changing that hairstyle. She will rock some long weaves, you know, with the honey, honey brown hair. She's rocked the high ponytail with the bangs. She has rocked some braids. She's rocked short hair. She's, I mean, all kinds of hairstyles. Oh, oh, gorgeous! Like every time you look at a Janet album, her hairstyle is different. It's never the same. And even in the Velvet Rope, we saw she got nose piercing. She got the nipple piercing. She even said um, she got a tattoo of Mickey receiving head from Minnie down to her cootie cat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Janet a freak, y'all. I mean, she's a Taurus. So, I mean, she would have been freaky Taurus behind the scenes, you know. But um, from that time, you know, we learned... Uh, between that time and going into the all for you phase, you know, MTV did a special award ceremony uh, that they've only done for her. And I believe Aerosmith called uh, MTV icon and it, you know, modified the status of Janet as an icon. She is an icon. And 
it was such a beautiful show because you saw performances from Destiny's Child, NSYNC, Buckchild, Macy Gray, even a dance tribute to her with Pink Maya and Usher, which was so good. And then um, at the end of the, the end of the night, Janet performed her hit single at the time, All For You. And she had on the outfit from the video and it was all white. All her backup dancers were females and they had a lot of the all the iconic outfits from her music videos and they were dipped in white. You know, the outfits were. And it was so good. And that album was such a different departure from from Velvet Rope because it was so happy and and carefree. With Velvet Rope was a little more darker. This one was more light and fun. And again, she's not one to shy about talking about love. And she calls it her baby-making songs, which get kind of dirty, but in a good way. Because one of the songs called Love Scene, Ooh Baby, and it's basically talking about, you know, um, wishing that your lover was there and just imagining all the things you want them to do to you. And then the next song after that was the song... Um, Sorry, y'all, if I'm clicking my tongue a lot, it's a habit. It was, um, Would You Mind? Baby, if y'all seen that tour on HBO, y'all know, when she did that song, honey, woo-wee, let me pull up the lyrics for y'all so y'all can see what I'm talking about, okay? Hold on, because that song, ooh-wee, Basically, the chorus says, Cause I'm gonna bathe you, play with you, rub you, caress you, tell you how much I've missed you. I just wanna touch you, tease you, lick you, please you, love you, hold you, make love to you. And I'm gonna kiss you, suck you, taste you, ride you, feel you deep inside me. Ooh, I just wanna kiss you, suck you, taste you, ride you, feel you, make you come too. Ah! Honey, honey child, honey child. Mm. They don't get no freakier than that. At least I thought. <laughs> But even then, not just with that track, you know, she had a hard-hitting track um, that's good to talk about, that's good to listen to, like when you got an ex and that just pisses you off. She did a song called Son of a Gun with the great Carly Simon, and uh, it uses her sample from You're So Vain. And Carly was so cool with it because, you know, in the music business, you have to get permission to use samples of other artists' music. And Carly was like, of course you can use a song, you know, you can sample it. She's like, can I write a couple of words? You can use them if you don't have to. And what was so cool, if you listen to Carly's verse, it's like spoken word. And it's like an entire verse in itself. And it's one of my favorite songs. And I love watching her perform it on the All For You tour because she gets damn nasty and just tough as shit. She even did a remix with Missy and Diddy. And, um, of course, from that album spawned the um, upbeat track, Someone To Call My Lover. You know, it's such a fun my mom calls it the happy song. And, uh, hey, Ma, how you doing? How you doing? And um, she called it the happy song because she loves that song. And basically it's talking about, you know, so you're single again and you're going to find that one to call your lover. You meet out with your friends and you... 
<coughs> excuse me, y'all. And who knows, you know, she says, you know, maybe we'll meet in a bar. He'll drive a funky car. We'll fall so deeply in love, you know. And on that on that album, too, has a song called um, Truth. And that's a powerful song, too, because, you know, um, uh, oh, my gosh, I forgot. It's like basically, you know, talking about facing the truth within yourself. And uh, I'm going to pull up the lyrics here on that one, too. You know, we're talking about Janet, y'all. We're talking about Janet. And uh, here we go. And, uh, you know, she says, you know, how did I get here? Think I know what I did. Always worked real hard. Maybe I missed something. I'm not in the pointing fingers. Showing who's right or wrong. I just want to keep it real. Cause maybe I was doing fine on my own Listen, I had a career before Now didn't I? I had lots of friends before Now didn't I? And I had my fans before Now didn't I? And I had my family before Now didn't I? I guess without you my little life was nothing, but don't sweat it. Let's say we disagree, so arguing ain't necessary, cause we both have our whole lives left to live. We're both consumed with jealousy. But the truth can set you free Don't act like you don't know the truth Cause deep down in your heart you do Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier Ooh, child, things will be bright Cause truth will set you free I mean, that's basically, you know, it's basically talking about, you know, facing those demons and, you know, knowing living in your truth is what's going to make you happy, you know. But we're going to take another quick break, you know. Going to play that song, What About, for y'all. Hey. So y'all listen to that powerful track from the Velvet. I want y'all to hear that. And listen to how powerful it is. All right. And we'll be back with the Demita Joe era of Janet. Mmm. Baby, I can't wait.
Yeah, y'all, yeah, yeah, that was Janet, What About? And again, I want to tell y'all, that song is one of my favorite songs off the Velvet Rope album because it's such a powerful song, and it really helped a lot of women that were going through the domestic violence and spousal abuse because, you know, the song pretty much tells a story, and it's not something Janet went through personally. It's, you know, she got inspiration from friends, and it basically saying, you know, this guy wants this woman to be her wife, be his wife, but she thinks back about all the stuff he did to her, how he hit her, how he shamed her, how he cheated on her. And how he says, you know, I got with a girl, but I didn't fuck her. She only gave me head. Like that makes it any better. You still cheated, nigga. Like, damn. But anyway, moving forward, you know, we all know about the Super Bowl incident. How, you know, her breast got exposed. <coughs> <coughs> And the media and society took it so out of context. And Janet was blackballed for the longest. And her record sales kind of suffered a little bit. Not a lot. It suffered a little bit. Because me, along with a lot of hardcore fans, we still stood by her. And, you know, it's a titty. Like, come on, that's it's a titty. It's a titty. Titties. Titties. Like, you see women nowadays put their titty out breastfeeding their kid in fucking public with a blanket over them. Why do you think a lot of places now have what they call mother's rooms? Even in Target, I saw, I mean, not Target, Walmart, I saw that. Even at my job, they have it where women that are breastfeeding, they can go pump. You know what I'm saying? So maybe Janet started something. Who knows? But, you know, came from that was Demita Joe. You know, one of my favorite albums. Had a hit dance track, All Night Don't Stop. And the cool old school R&B track, I Want You, you know. Cause you know that I want ya, yeah, you know that I need ya. <laughs> and she was supposed to go on tour with that one. She, you know, she even went on Ellen, announces the Meet Joe World Tour. And unfortunately, that didn't happen because her time with Virgin Records was up. You know, her contract was up. She was supposed to record five albums with them. You know, she didn't renew her contract, so she signed with Island Def Jam. Um, with uh, L.A., L.A. Reed. And um, 
Actually, hold on. No, I want to get that. I want to get my facts right. I don't think she was with Island Def Jam for the 20YO album. What record? No, I think that was still with Virgin, I believe. Hold on. I think that still was with Virgin. Was that Virgin Records? Yeah, I'm sorry. 20YO was her last album on, on Virgin's record label. Yeah. But the album was heavily produced by, um, you know, Jimmy Jam and Terry. And then her then boyfriend at the time, Jermaine Dupree. And 20YO was a reflection of her years in the music business. She had been in the music business for 20 years at that time. And a lot of the, a lot of the songs were reflective tracks. They had a heavy influences on previous tracks from back in the day that she did. And again, she was supposed to go on tour for that. And it spawned um, the hit single, So Excited. Um, and the R&B track, Calling Me With Nelly, which is a beautiful music video. So beautiful and colorful. Oh my gosh, it was like a, a Aesop fable about a princess, you know, waiting for her prince. Um, and even with that, she did a contest where fans submitted the, uh, their own creation of fan covers using previous pictures and the past of her. And, um, you know, and get creative. I even entered the contest. You know, I didn't win, unfortunately. But, shout out to Trent Jackson because on his podcast, he had a contest. And I won the contest. And it was, I forgot what the question was. Um, oh, gosh. I forgot what the question was. It was something about, it was a gender-related question. I forgot what the question was. Trent, if you're listening, oh, my God, I can't remember the question. But I won a um, one of the four 20YO CDs that would have the special edition covers. And... Um, <clears throat> And so I was so happy about that. And, um, of course, I got the deluxe edition. Because anytime Janet puts out a deluxe edition CD, my mom will tell you, I had to go get the deluxe edition because they had a DVD, you know, or extra tracks or something. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's supposed to go on tour with that. She was in full-blown rehearsals. But then Tyler Perry said, hey, I got a movie. I want you to be in it. Take a look at the script. What do you think? So she was rehearsing while... Um, doing the album, I mean, doing the the movie, and she was supposed to go on tour, but um, she got offered to do an album, you know, signing with Island Def Jam with L.A. Reid, and hence came Discipline. Ahead of its time. Very few. It's a very futuristic album. That's the best way to explain it. It's very futuristic, and um, the song feedback. You know, um, <clears throat> talks about sexual tension, and even on that track, uh, the club kid inspired track "Rock with You." You know, uh, and then one of my favorite tracks on that album is the album title "Discipline," and. I got to see her. My first concert was the Rock With You tour. And the way she came out and did that song, she came out with doing uh, Funny How Time Flies. And then she went into Anytime, Anyplace. And then, you know, came the track Discipline. And ooh, ooh, it's a sexy track. Pretty much about bondage and a sexual fantasy of being disciplined, of being mm -hmm. a bad girl. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like I'm such a bad girl <laughs> you know amazing album as well you know 
it wasn't really well received as her previous albums were. Um, ever since the Super Bowl, her albums haven't been well received. But fans like myself, you know, we stuck by her again. We still support her. You know, she's still our girl. And after discipline, you know, she took a lot of time off and um, did some tours. Did Why Did I Get Married too? right after the death of Michael. Um, she released, you know, around 20YO, she released a, a remake, a cover version of the Debbie Debbie song, uh, Weekend. And then, um, you know, she did her number ones tour where her fans could, um, of, you know, say what video they wanted, you know, to play at the beginning of the concert. And she was, she was selected out of, out of so many fan votes. And then, uh, came the Unbreakable tour. And around that time, when Unbreakable came out, you know, we haven't seen or heard nothing from Janet in years. And when she received the, some kind of award at BET, like an innovative, the Innovator Award or something like that. Y'all remember what it is. She was dressed in that beautiful white jumpsuit and had her uh, diamond collection around her neck. And she also announced that she was married to, well, her now ex-husband, Wassam Almana. And who they have a child, the beautiful baby boy Isa. Isa ra ra ra. <laughs> That's Janet's little, you know, nod to him. You know, she always says at her award shows, any award show she goes to, she always says, Mama loves you, Isa ra ra ra. And since the Unbreakable tour and State of the World tour, because she took time off, you know, she announced her pregnancy and she came back, you know, full force strong. Um, she has gotten so many awards, so many Lifetime Achievement Awards, so many Icon Type Awards. And when she wrapped up the State of the World Tour, she announced that Vegas offered her, Park MGM, MGM offered her a deal to do a residency. And she took it, and now we have Metamorphosis. And I've seen clips of the show. Amazing. I'm going to go see it in August. I cannot wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. I'm going to take my babe and I. We're going to go see it as an anniversary gift. <laughs> Can't wait. So excited. Um, I'm going to wrap it up here because, you know, it's almost been an hour. What can I say? Janet is an icon. She's legendary. There's no one like her. Many have come close. No one can be like Janet. We've seen many imitations. Imitation is the best form of flattery. We've seen artists like Pink, Maya, Sierra, Beyonce, um, Britney. So many of them, you see Janet's influences in their music video, in their dance. Men too. But there can only be one. And that is Miss Janet Demita Joe Jackson. So I thank you guys for coming along on this journey with me. Thank you for listening. Ten wonderful episodes and much more to come in season two. And also video episodes as well, along with audio. And um, before I go, uh, I want to talk about one more thing. If you guys have not been watching RuPaul's talk show, you need to watch it. His talk show is amazing. It's full of love and laughter, and it's so uplifting. And he's had quite a few amazing guests. Paula Abdul, 
uh, Senator Cory Booker, who's you know running for president, uh, Lonnie Love, you know Jack Osborne. <coughs> the RuPaul is another icon. He's a gay icon. He you know is doing so much so much good things. You know Drag Race is still going strong. We can't wait for the announcement for Drag Race All Star Season Five and uh, Drag Race Season Twelve. Um. So make sure you guys watch that. And I can promise you season two of Velvet Rope is coming soon within the next few weeks. Um, and the episodes are going to be more episodes, 20 episodes going forward. I love you so much. I thank you for listening. My heart is so full. This is a new experience, a new journey for me. I am always nervous about recording because I don't know how you guys are going to receive it. But I have been receiving nothing but love. And as you guys watch this live video, y'all notice my hair is mohawk. That's my new thing I'm rocking this summer is a mohawk. I haven't rocked a mohawk in so long. My hair's a little messy. You know, you guys that are watching the Facebook Live, because we are recording on Facebook Live and recording the podcast, y'all need to go to Supercuts on Charleston Indicator, where the Super Walmart is if you live here in Las Vegas. Go see Kiki at Supercuts. She's the one who did my hair. She did an amazing job. Shout out to you, Kiki. Um, Girl, you are my barber right now. Girl, you hooked my hair up. I'm definitely going to see you in the next, in a few weeks, you know, to get a lineup and get it shaped up and all that good stuff. All right. So as I wrap this up, I just want to thank a couple of people. First and foremost, I want to thank God for his love and guidance and strength to do this every week because it's not easy, you know, coming up with topics to talk about and keeping stuff interesting. I want to thank, um... My babe, he knows who he is. I love you. I love you so much. You have been so supportive and so instrumental in this podcast. You always ask, how's it going? Always, you know, want to know what I'm talking about. You know, it's not your thing. You know, you can't really listen to stuff like this. But <clears throat> knowing that you support me and you love me and you support what I do, I love you for that forever. I want to thank my mom. You know, she's always been my number one cheerleader. I want to thank... um my close-knit friends, you know, Brandon, Ron, Courtney, Santos, uh, Kim, Jen, Georgie, George, Larry, Kat, um, Angie, um, Terrell, oh my gosh, so many people, um, Cooper, um, Radon, so many people to thank. Y'all know who you are. It's a long, long list. I'd be thanking people all night if I if I mention everybody. But y'all know who you are. I love you. My Amazon crew, I miss you guys. I love you. My post office crew, my girls, Maisha, um, Maisha and Taisha. I love y'all. I miss you guys. Jasmine, my my Jasmine at the post office, my Jasmine at, at Amazon. Um, I love y'all. I miss y'all. Please stay tuned in for season two. And my other big announcement is the audio recordings will be on YouTube starting next week. I cannot wait. Actually, starting this week. I cannot wait to share it with you guys on YouTube so you guys can expand it and help me broaden my audience and get more listeners. I love you for listening. The links are posted. Y'all know where to go find me. Facebook.com slash Behind Velvet Rope. I love you. I love you. I love you. Remember, you have to learn to water your spiritual garden. Keep God in prayer. And... I will see you guys in season two of Velvet Rope. All right. Mwah. See y'all later. And I'm going to end it with a great Janet track together again. 
So, I love you. Actually, I'm going to end it with the song Unbreakable. So, I love you guys. Peace, love, and blessings. Actually, I take that back, y'all. I'm actually going to end it with Janet's track, Made For Now. That's what we're going to end it on. All right? I love y'all. Peace! Look around.